Join me, Chelsea Erson, on season three of my podcast, Dear Young Rocker. Tune in to hear some of my favorite musicians tell stories from their awkward musical beginnings, reconnect with the teenager they used to be, and remember what it's like to fall in love with your favorite band for the first time. Listen to Dear Young Rocker Season 3 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No question at all. The world is under a lot of stress right now. Recent studies have concluded that in the wake of the pandemic, teen and preteen depression, anxiety, and even cases of kids in the ER for suicidal behavior patterns is at an all-time high, like, like increases of 40 to 50% all-time high. And this is so beyond not normal. Fast forward to January 2021, in a quiet northern suburb of the Chicago area, 18-year-old Dylan Buckner was one of those kids suffering in silence. I was always close with Dylan Buckner, but it became like literally my best friend. Right away, you could just tell like how good of a person he was. And like, he's definitely someone you want to surround yourself around. The decency that he had, and that just shows the kind of person that he is. And he did that for so many other people. He interviewed me for uh, the school paper as I'm one of the assistant coaches for the varsity hockey team. And he was just so excited and so proud of what his friends were doing on the ice that it was just, is very touching. He always put someone else in front of himself, and that's something I'll never forget. If you I are dealing with things, this really changed my outlook on life in general. Like, really like, just, like the other day, I got a lot of questions seriously. I never You're going through life, and it's tough. But what's going to happen to you? How do you get through it? Does anyone even understand? I wish someone could tell me what to do. Hi. I'm Samantha Logan, and this is We Got You, a podcast for kids whose hard questions are answered by the older teenage kids who have already been through it. On January 7th, 2021, in a quiet northern suburb of the Chicago area, honor roll student and star athlete beloved by his family and friends, 18-year-old Dylan Buckner took his own life. My guests today are Dylan's friends, six young men who in their grief chose to honor the death of their friend by creating an organization for other teens, preteens, and young adults who may be suffering like him. An organization called Never Alone at North. An organization which normalizes asking for help, creates a community through mentorship, and provides a system of camaraderie and check-ins, regardless of schools being open or closed. Here is their story. My name's Brayden. I'm 18 years old. My name's Sammy. I'm 18. My name's Eddie. I'm 17 years old. My name's Dylan. I'm 18. My name's Michael. I'm 18. And, and I was friends with Dylan Buckner for one year. For a year. For the last year and a half. Three years, probably. For the past three years. My name's Ben Stein. I'm a coach of the Glenbrook North hockey team, and I've coached Dylan's friends for the past three years. From the outside, you know, he was the most selfless kid I've ever met. And he looked like he was perfectly normal and was having a great life, was um, our star athlete. The way he was so kind to everybody that he was around and um, 
the way he presented himself to his friends and to people he didn't even know. As the first time I met him, I could already tell that he would be a role model for me. He had a way of masking the issues that he was struggling with. Some of us knew what was going on with him, but a lot of people didn't. But Dylan placed a large emphasis and put a lot of time aside in his day to check in on everyone else, when deep down he was the one who was having his struggles. That's one of the things that I'm never going to forget about Dylan. The most selfless person I've ever met, and that's that's something that I'm going to try to um, replicate in my life, like the way that he treated us. He'd be the only one that truly meant the words, how are you doing? There were multiple days when I'd be like, yeah, I just had a bad day. And um, he helped me, and then like the night would be better. He'd always be the first one uh, to try to resolve our problem. He texts us saying, how are you doing, like mostly every day. And he, we knew that he was taking it seriously. After it happened, we really made it a, something to do for us, like as a, as a group to reach out and make sure how we were doing. And um, before, I mean, we didn't do it as much because we weren't really as aware of what happened in January. Um, that, that made it more real. It made it really real and it made it um, easier for us to go to each other because we knew that it was necessary and that it was important. And that's how everybody should feel, not just us or Dylan's friends. It took a terrible tragedy for like us to truly like normalize the thing of asking people if they're okay. And um, the one thing like after going through all this, um, our whole grade realized that a lot of people are struggling and that it's not just like you that has this problem and checking in on your friends as eddie said is like the only way that like you can truly find out how they're feeling it really took like a bad tragedy to realize how normal everything is from the outside it's really hard to tell obviously what someone could be going through like if you didn't know Dylan as well as us, you would probably never have known at all. So like, yeah, we just gotta also spread, just like checking on friends because, so we don't have anything like this happen ever again around here or anywhere else. With all the misinformation about mental health in general and people just simply not knowing how common it is, there's such a stigma behind it to the point where if someone were to come to school and say like in front of their friends, like I have anxiety, I have depression, something like that, they, they would feel as if they'd be maybe not shut down, but they'd be looked upon as, as lower than them. And that's just not the case. It's such a common thing. And once you allow people to be able to come forward and talk about these issues, more of an emphasis on how they're doing on the inside, that's when you're gonna see some serious change. Schools and, and just all these organizations do a pretty good job of helping those that are mourning the losses of those we've lost, but don't do a good job of helping those that feel the same way. That's kind of the root of the cause. There's so much judgment passed on by people in our town and even parents feeling the need to make their kids go down this one path of success. Your happiness is what matters. And to me, it's the biggest thing of it, is normalizing saying you're not okay. If your mental health is resolved, you're able to talk about it. It can relieve a lot of stress. It could help down the road. Yeah, I, I agree with like all that. The issue is that they emphasize grades and GPA and what you get on this ACT. Even past this incident in January, you know, we're still expected to go on our daily journey throughout school. We all know the school is trying to do the best they can. And, you know, that's just a lot of things that puts pressure on students. We were dealing with people taking their own life, you know, under 18 when I was in high school. But here we are, you know, 10 years later and nothing's changed. 
And now I'm here to try to help the community and, and help these kids, whether it's the kids I coach or just kids in band, whatever it is, like anybody, we can talk about how much we, we want things to change. And I think that's what this group here is ready to do. Um, I think that a lot of things in life change when you experience it. We knew what was going on with Dylan and we were obviously always there for him, but just to know that someone like him as successful as he was, as happy as he was on the outside, was experiencing something so dark inside like that just shows that that could happen to anyone. And like they could be experiencing the exact same things as him and they're not coming forward about it. I think that a big problem in our community is that a lot of parents push their kids through the school system with the emphasis on those great grades, those great GPAs to get them on the right sports teams so that they get through high school with that good experience and then they get to go to that college that they all wanted to go to. And then for everyone else who doesn't want that, who maybe struggled in school or was struggling with mental health and no one's there to vouch for them. I agree. I mean, a lot of parents, uh, they push their kids down one path. There has to be other routes that people can go and that will relieve stress from kids and give them other options than just being the best. Is getting these unbelievable test scores and showing off your school really worth it if the kid's miserable and depressed and has terrible anxiety. And that doesn't mean don't strive to be the best. Um, you should absolutely strive to be the best you can be. Um, it shouldn't have to be compared to other people for you or your parents to feel like you're successful. Dylan, he was the varsity quarterback, you know, is supposed to be the most popular kid in the school. And obviously he was obviously dealt with mental illness. I think it's very important to know Dylan's story. Don't be afraid to reach out to people because Trust me, they will treat you with the utmost respect. And that's what we did for Don. It doesn't have to be your parents. It's an adult that you can talk to that has been through life already as a teenager. And being a resource that will understand no matter what it is, no matter if it's just something small at school, if you can understand what teenager is going through and just give them a resource to talk to it can go a long way people need to listen like that's really what it comes down to just listen like that's what i do with all my kids whether you're on varsity jv doesn't matter just listen you can understand what they're going through and you know i i was in these kids shoes 10 years ago i completely understand what they're going through with the pressure of school and, and i think parents and like adults just just need need to listen like and that's really it doesn't take effort to listen sit there keep your ears open and listen our parents more likely than not they'll have the right answer at least i know my parents do and i know whenever i need something i can go to them and they'll help me for the kids that maybe don't have that like great experience at home or don't have a trusted adult just like being in school and just like the common culture just to be like ask someone else how their day is or if you see something of someone getting teased or bullied or something you're there for them right after you're an active listener for them I could note some experiences in the class where I was bullied when I was a freshman and in a class with like juniors and seniors. And there was no one ever really there for me. You never know if they have that good life back at home or what's going on, if they're having those mental struggles. But if you're there for them and you show you care, then they're not going to feel alone. My parents, they always ask me how my day is. I think I get into a habit of just saying good or just one word answers. And in general, you should really just take that question seriously. It takes a lot of stress out of your life if you don't have to hold anything back and hold anything in. I honestly didn't know Braden very well until 
the this tragedy happened. And I don't know if I would be able to get through it without him there. He was a role model for me and he made it a heck of a lot easier. It brought us all together in a way that will not, like the bond will never be taken away. And that's one of the good things that came out of the tragedy um, that we're going to be close like this for a long time. And uh, it brought us together. So uh, and it helped us get through the process. We have just became truly closer. Um, you know, there are less friend groups, there are less divides in our grade now because of this. We have, you know, hung out on weekdays, you know, made sure everyone's doing okay, got on the phone and called our friends to see what they were doing, see what they're feeling, um, and, you know, just constantly checking in. Prior to this, I was pretty close with Dylan, but I've gotten so much closer because of this um, with Eddie and Mike, a lot closer with them. Um, I'm always there for them. They're always there for me. I mean, the other day I had a bad day. I texted Chaz about it. And the first thing he said, he gave me like a nice little paragraph on uh, how I can get back from it and move on from it. Coach Stein would reach out to us. I could go to him with anything. Yeah, just to go off of that, like me reaching out to my players is number one because I genuinely care about them and want to know how they're doing. But number two, for them to realize like the love I have for them and them to spread that. So I think the biggest thing is um, just being there for each other and everyone's come so close not because dylan is gone but because what he did on this earth and how loving and caring he was and i think everyone here um you know you guys being good friends with him really just want to carry on that legacy not of him being gone but the greatness he brought uh you know when he was here one during this process i've kind of learned that and i'm lucky to have these group of guys with me that you can't go through this alone and it is 100 percent okay to be emotional in front of your friends I'm taking care of myself by talking to this group of guys and being able to reach out to them whenever is necessary. And um, that's that's the one major thing for me, having people that I trust and that I could talk to. That's how I'm taking care of myself. That's the number one thing for me. Yeah, I agree with what Eddie said. Um, more than multiple times, tens of times, have I called um, a couple different friends or texted and just been like, yeah, like, I'm going to be completely honest. I had a bad night or I can't stop thinking about, about it. And they'd just always be there and be like, you know, like, let me, like, let's talk in the morning face to face or something like that. Or, you know, what can I do to help you and different things like that? I just definitely think this has really changed my outlook on life in general. Obviously you got to still work hard to achieve excellence in every aspect of your life. But if something happens a little fluke, letting that get to you and getting anxious about it, it's just, it's just not worth it at this point. There's so many more things that are important to me, like family, friends, but always being there for other people is so important. Yeah, going off what Braden just said, it's impossible to totally eliminate stress in our lives. There's gonna be times where we're going through some tough stuff. Having that support is what kind of, what helps us everyone like get through the stress that we're gonna face, because it gives you something to look forward to. And I think that's very important. And I'm glad that I know I have that with my friends. You know, for a while, I wasn't very emotional about it in front of others. I'm not emotional with other people, and I would always deal with it alone. But then I realized that you really had to deal with it in front of others, and that was when it truly started to get better. I think it's uh, it's awesome that all of us had have each other, but there's some people out there that don't have a group of friends like we have. If someone were to go through something like this, you need to find somebody that will help you because you can't go through pain that we went through on your own. I wouldn't be able to, but there's no chance. So I think everybody here would agree with that.
I know as the world like has expanded into social media, you know, as good as posting like, you know, on your story about, you know, I'm here for you on your story or texting that random person, being there for your close group of friends is what's most important for your emotions and feelings. I completely agree. Yeah. Like we've been talking about this, like a lot of people post these like infographics on their social media, but that doesn't really do anything. In my opinion, I'm going to help change the lives or make people's lives better. Then that is worth so much more than an hour of liking photos on Instagram or going on TikTok or something ridiculous like that. Like the importance of just putting a little bit of time aside to help other people, like everyone can do it. So one of the things that I've started to do is, so rather I'm seeing someone in the hallway I wouldn't normally talk to, so I try to just give like a simple compliment to that person. And I think that's what we need more of. We need more kindness and more things that, you know, that we don't think makes a huge difference, but, but in reality, it could mean a whole lot to someone going through something. Oh yeah, a simple act of kindness and in a day can make that person's day so much better. I would tell my younger self, don't let a bad day uh, replicate itself into another day. Go to bed that night, think about how I'm going to fix my day tomorrow and make it better than the next because we're going to be on this earth for thousands of plus days and you can't let one bad day, one bad thing that happened in that day define the rest of your week. You always got to have a positive outlook on everything. You don't let one, you know, missed homework assignment or one bad test define how you do in that class. Rather than worrying about like how many friends you have, like having five really, really close friends is better than having like 20 friends you talk to whatever once in a while. You need to make sure you're okay in order to help others. So I think just self-care is super, super important. Um, take care of yourself, go for a walk, something like that. You know, I just want to help everyone else. But at the end of the day, like, I need to be able to help myself before that. If you can take care of yourself, you will provide the best version of yourself. And that could, in the end of the day, help out others. I went to Glenbrook North High School. Everyone that goes to the school for short calls it North. That's the reason why we're calling this Never Alone at North. Never Alone at North is a non-for-profit organization that I started with my hockey coach and my best friend in order to honor our dear friend Dylan Buckner who took his life, as well as all those who have also taken their lives and all those who are still continuing to struggle. The idea of the mentorship program and name is that um, we're going to be pairing up freshmen, incoming freshmen, with someone with similar interests to them. So they, again, never feel alone and they have a deeper connection with someone in the building. We're starting this in our home community in Northbrook. And the overall goal is to get this all over the country and help all those who are struggling, not just in our community, but everywhere else, to make sure that they never feel alone. By placing mental health at the same level as GPA and standardized test scores, those scores aren't gonna go down, but the mental well-being of the students is gonna go up. We've had nine suicides in the last 10 years and we've had more beyond those over the past decade. You can still succeed in school and on the athletic field and also put yourself and your mental well-being above all else. It's just about taking care of each other. I had seniors looking after me when I was a freshman and I thought it was the absolute coolest thing on earth. So when I was a senior, I would take care of you know, the younger guys, not even just on the hockey team, but just in general, whether you know the person or not, just checking in on people could, you know, mean the world. It could even save a life. At least in our school, the sophomores and the freshmen sit over here and the juniors and the seniors sit over there. And the thing that we're trying to do is build like, you know, that sense of community where anyone can talk to anyone in the hallways and, you know, just, you know, that little like, oh, hey, from like a senior to a, a freshman in the hallways, is such a big deal. It allows these freshmen to have a senior mentor that's um, a senior in high school. 
so they can start bonding between grade levels. I feel like Never Alone in North is really to make it so that, you know, have someone to talk to and, you know, be there for someone else. Yeah, I think what this program could do is it could make incoming freshmen know that it's going to be a welcoming environment. Because I know when I first went, I was nervous. That could be reduced because kids can be confident that you will be accepted for whatever you are and whatever you want to do at school. You know, so there's just so much more in life. Might be a bad day, but it's not a bad life. So I think just to look to the future, um, you know, and just look at the potential of, you know, especially all these kids in, the, in this chat right now. Um, there's so much more to life. Obviously, once life gets back to normal in a year or so and we're able to do everything with no masks on and stuff, life gets better. Life's going to be better again. During this pandemic, obviously, no one has dealt with this in their lifetimes. And it's very new to everyone. And it's very important to get your thoughts out there. I know uh, Dylan talked to us a good amount about it and it really helped him. I don't know about you guys, but I, I feel like everyone has dealt with some sort of mental illness during this quarantine and pandemic because it's been so exhausting in a sense. And just knowing that someone's there to talk to you is very important. If you're ever thinking about suicide or are worried about a friend or just need to speak with someone because you are in a crisis, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 or reach out to the crisis text line by texting HOME to 741-741. That's 800-273-8255 or text HOME to 741-741. This pandemic is something that will be unique to the younger generation of the world right now. No adult has a true understanding of what kids are actually feeling right now, as they've never been through anything like this. And although we all are feeling more than a little crazy right now, for kids and young adults in middle school, high school and college, this feeling is exceptional. But hear me out. This does not mean that you cannot talk to the adults in your life, your friends or any trusted person about what you're going through. Find that person. Open up and ask for help because you're not alone. You is a podcast that gives a voice to every kid out there who doesn't have anyone to go to for advice, who might be scared to ask their friends, older siblings, or parents for help. We're here for you. And remember that right now is just a tiny part of your life and you will get through it. Tune in for the next episode where we recap our entire season and we speak to a few guests who have appeared on the show. If you want a chance to have your questions answered or appear on our show, submit your questions via DM on our Instagram at WeGotYouShow or visit us at WeGotYouShow.com. I will name this again. 
If you're ever thinking about suicide or are worried about a friend or just need to speak with someone because you are in a crisis, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 or reach out to the crisis text line by texting HOME to 741-741. That's 800-273-8255 or text HOME to 741-741. Never Alone at North is a youth organization promoting high school peer mentorship in the Chicago community. Visit www.neveralonatnorth.org for more info. We Got You is sponsored by a grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting with special thanks to PRX and Tracks for Support. Production assistant is Carolina Garrigo. Theme music by Dima. Original composition by Dimitri Libman, Ollie Chang, and Guy Brown. Music edit, sound design, and mixed by Rob Ballingle. Dialogue edit by Michelle Medias. And music supervision by Justin Morris. We Got You is created, written, and produced by Hallie Petro and Brandon Leganke in association with Sonic Union NYC. Till next time, this is Samantha Logan saying, We Got You. Support for Tracks comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is Tracks from PRX.